Ladies and gentlemen, you're about to witness some scenes from the next attraction to play this theater. This picture, truly one of the most unusual ever filmed, contains scenes which under no circumstances should be viewed by anyone with a heart condition or anyone who is easily upset. We urgently recommend that if you are such a person or the parent of a young or impressionable child now in attendance, that you and the child leave the auditorium for the next 90 seconds. Welcome, my friends, to another episode of the Video Nasty Project. Tonight, we're bringing you a movie that you know instantly is going to be completely sleazy and deeply, deeply offensive the second I tell you the title. The Gestapo's Last Orgy. Have fun, kids. Here's the trailer. <laughs> Amor et mortus. Love and death, the poet's dream. Amor et mortus. that your work has been appreciated till now at the high command. I trust we will not be obliged to revise that opinion. The front lines are now being sent nothing but babies. Quite right. Babies. Obey orders and do not discuss them. Armed guards and enjoy the fruits of the labor of one thousand Jews. Rebecca was very beautiful. She was twenty years old. The Nazis cut all the tendons and ligaments in her legs so that she was unable to walk. Why did they do that? She was trying to avoid the attentions of two camps officers. She ran away. Two officers got the idea. Without the use of her legs, Rebecca could only crawl at their feet. So from then on, all the men had to do was pick her up from the floor, throw her on the bed, and use her. <laughs> to make a rose bloom, you only need a few grains of earth. And you found your few grains. Someone who loves you. Someone who will help you. Can't work. Life. Now I want life. Life. Men like Commandant von Stark represent the last hopes of Germany. They are the evil that infects everything it touches. But maybe one day peace will be built on the ruins of the cruelty of Nazi Germany. 
and those past atrocities will serve as a warning for the future and an enticement to keep the peace forever. You're marvelous, Lisa. In this place which means only death, you are life. Yes, because you taught me a knowledge of death. And welcome back. Uh, we just got done seeing the Gestapo's last orgy. Or, I, I much prefer the other name that it has, Caligula Reincarnated as Hitler. That's just a fucking awesome title. <laughs> the movie starts out really strong. It, it, so it starts out with this car driving through the German wilderness, uh, the countryside. And there's this voiceover of either he's listening to the radio he's or... He's listening to the radio. He's listening to the radio. The transcript of this trial, this Nazi trial, where they run down a list of war crimes that this that a Nazi committed. You know, oh my God, they cut the tendons on this, on this girl. Uh, you know, they would feed him... You know, basically all sorts of nasty Nazi stuff that they would do. And he's driving along and stops at a prison camp, an uh, old abandoned prison camp, and this woman gets into the car. And they kind of snuggle for a bit. They say, oh, oh, it's so good. that Thank you for helping me get out of my charges because they would have nailed me to the wall. Oh, no, no, that was all the lawyer. So they get out and they wander through the ruins of this concentration camp. I don't know where they shot this at, but that was a really great set. I, I mean, it, it looked like a concentration camp. Oh, yeah, and I, I completely agree with this. And I think that the, the scene with them driving through, through the countryside and the voiceover is one of the stronger moments of the film. Yeah, no, the movie starts out really, really strong. I really liked that opening. So, after they kind of wander the concentration camp ruins for a while, um, they had they flash back to uh, the camp being active, so in the middle of the, in the middle of the war. Presumably being that this is the Gestapo's last orgy, that it's probably towards the end of the war. Because they only had one orgy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Point. Point. The guy in the car is the commandant. And the woman that got into the car with her, uh, with him, was uh, Lisa, the heroine of the piece. She, one of the victims. One of the victims. Basically, is the survivor, the, the focus of the story. Yeah. So it starts out with these uh, German soldiers in a row, naked, and these Jewish prisoners, also all naked in a row on the other side of the room. The, the commandant, he comes in and he's like, you are the master race. You must dominate these women. You must make them, you know, obey your every whim. But they must not derive pleasure from your, your sexual process. Some films. So the, 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 the commandant says, go conquer your women. And all the naked dudes run over and they just start fucking and fucking and raping. And like just bizarre sexual. I mean, they're like straddling the, the they have the, you know, the, the parallel bars and they've got the women up there and the legs all here. And they're all ramming like these bowling pin things into their vages and just freaky shit. And, and that pretty much sets the tone for the movie. That, that scene is weird in and of itself, but the thing that struck me as the weirdest about it is that 
half of the women seemed really bored. But the thing is, Lisa, through that, is also bored. And she's using a defensive mechanism because the whole gimmick of the movie is that she does not fear the Nazi. She does not fear death. The Commandant is enraged by this and says, okay, I'm going to break you. And so she uh, she shuts down and he's like, you know, whipping her and, and doing all sorts of nasty, terrible things to her. And she's just stone-faced like, fuck you, you're not controlling me. I am controlling the situation. You think that some of the other women were trying to adopt the same mechanism? They might. Or was it, was, or was it just really bad acting? Bad acting. Because you saw it in the guys as well. Yeah. These men who are supposed to be dominating the women and they looked like they were bored. Can we get done with this scene and do something else now? Can I put my clothes back on? That's how I read the expressions on both the men and the women. Yeah. Yeah. It I mean, wasn't... It, 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 there, there's highs and lows to the production quality of this film. And some of the and stuff they were doing this, was really bad stuff. You'd, you'd think some of them would be really shocked and horrified. And yet they're just like... Anyway, so the Nazis fuck the Jewish girls, and some of them get parsed off, and they get sent into the uh, the, the the ovens, which is this big cement tube, and they kind of do flames in the background and flames in the front ground, and they do they they, they do a lot of herky jerky cutting, yeah. and that's actually a really scary as fuck scene. Again, the movie being wildly inconsistent on tone, scary as fuck, but then you know it doesn't. That's, really that out. scene actually was well done. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they they show you they they show you what's happening without actually showing you what's happening, which is actually a, a good mechanism. Mm -hmm. And the, the flame and the 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 scared voices of the women actually made that worthwhile, you know, because you it was it was plausible, it was believable. Um, the women running through the the tunnel just before the flames come in, you know. There was an actual scared feeling there, but cut to scenes of people being whipped or, or raped, and it's just like, you didn't have that same level of energy. After the girls get torched in the ovens, we cut to the dinner scene, where... Oh, God. Basically, the, the, the dinner scene is trying, more or less, to recreate the dinner scene from Salo, where this... They're, they're, the Nazis are, you know, we are the master race, we are awesome, and they're eating dinner, and then there's this one freaking kind of Goebbels sort of dude, and he says, oh, by the way, you're eating baby! And the Jewish servant just, like, faints, faints dead away. And, and all the Nazis are like, mm, baby, nom, 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 nom. A few of them were like, yeah. Well, yeah, the good doctor, the one morally right person in the entire movie, the doctor, the camp doctor, he says... I mean, baby, fuck this, I'm out of here, and splits. They take the passed out woman, and they get this big serving tray thing, and they put her in there, and they dump all this booze on her, and they throw a match in there, boom, up she goes like a big old Roman candle, um, you know, simmer for 20 minutes, come back later, and she's done, and they eat her too. And they fuck right on the table right next to where she is. So the guy, the Nazi's grinding on the on the Jewish prisoner, and I'm doing it again, aren't I? And she's fondling, he's fondling the corpse next to her. <laughs> God, that scene was terrible on so many levels. the The only thing that was good about it was the reactions of the people to the food, 
and the fact that some of them were repelled by it, and the and the the blonde doctor's like, "See you guys later, out of here." <laughs> that was the only good thing. And that's where Lisa attracts the eye of the commandant because she's all like, "Whatever, all right, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to shut down and and, and ignore." Yeah, this she's stone face. Yeah. And so the the commandant comes over and he's like. I'm going to break you. I'm going to break your body. I'm going to break your mind. You're going to scream in agony. And then you're going to welcome like, death. And she's like this. Mm -hmm. The whole time. Yeah, she, he pulls out his gun and he kind of just runs it down his bot, her body and pulls the trigger or, or clicks it and there's nothing in it or something. And she just flinches, but then she's like, you know, it's like, it would be better to die. And it's like, no, no, you will die later when I say you've died. And that's pretty much the next reel of the movie where he goes and puts her through all sorts of horrific tortures. Like, you know, the, he takes her and hangs her upside down over a pit of rats. So she, he comes in and he, she, he, got, he has her hanging over this pit of rats. And she's, you know, she, she's hanging there and he's all like, I'm going to lure you into this vicious pit of rats and they will nibble your eyes because they love eyes and you they will nibble your eyelids and you'll see everything coming they'll eat your nose and they'll eat your face and you will be alive in exquisite agony and then the problem is they pan down and it's these cute gerbils it's like they're gonna snuggle her to death and that's back to the tonally inconsistent problem that this movie has so they have lisa over the pit of rats don't show the rats you use you go the hitchcock route you say what you imagine is far worse than you actually see so you insert sounds of rats tearing each other apart you get some stock footage of rabid rats and you use that instead of the gerbils you don't actually ever show her going into the thing mm -hmm. and and so pretty much that's the rest of the movie is that this little cat and mouse game with the commandant and Lisa and, you know, is she going to give, can he, can he ever deliver on his attack, his, like, his mental attack. Then she takes her sexuality and weaponizes it and plays the commandant all the way up to pretty much the end of the movie. So there is a story arc to this. There's Lisa's has her goes from naive as naive as you can be in world war ii to the, the naive uh inmate to stoic i'm not gonna give in to this she'll do anything she can to survive she throws her good friend under the bus she's you know comes running up it's like lisa lisa save me one word of the commandant and you will save me and she's like get away from me bitch and they drag her off and into the into the oven she goes uh, so there's more to this than your usual Nazi exploitation flick. They tried to do a good yeah. story. There, somebody had an idea. It's just the addition of all of the nudity and simulated and poorly simulated sex and whatnot, and 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 trying to gross people out with here's a naked woman covered in in shit. It, It was obvious that the, the intent wasn't to tell a good story. The intent was like how 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 can we shock an audience? And then did a half-assed job of it. So the commandant second in command didn't he look awful lot like Christopher Lee had a love child with the guy the doctor from the love boat? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <All right. laughs> 
There were some. There, there were certainly some characters in appearance and in acting that hit the hit touched all hit all the buttons, touched all the nerves. That one guy and his stupid fucking spiel. I'm like, one, he looks like a goddamn Hitler Nazi. Oh yeah, the girl's guy, the you're eating baby. Yeah, <laughs> the professor. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean uh, his delivery, everything. I mean the guy that they got to dub his dialogue in English did a brilliant job with that. Mm -hmm. Another character that I really liked was was the um, the the girl that the guard liked that got taken away to the to the clinic for a while. I really liked her. They she was an interesting character, and they didn't do hardly anything with her. And I liked the commandant, the actor they got to do that. Mm -hmm. It could have very easily have been a one note character. Where he's all, <laughs> and there was some subtlety and some nuance to it, or as much as you can get oh, in yeah. one of these movies. He had, a, he had a wide range in his performance. Yes, yes, he, you can see some nice multiple. He had some nice multiple aspects to his personality, and the actor. He was one of the comparative few who actually, other than Lisa, who actually could act, although there were moments where they failed. Um, like the bit with the champagne. Oh, God, that was yeah. terrible dialogue, even for this film. But And was that an artifact of terrible dubbing, or was that actually how the script played out? We don't know. So yeah. Yeah. there's so many factors in play here that we don't know what shit and where the breakdown is. Mm -hmm. I would agree with you there. There's enough evidence to support that the dubbing isn't really at I actually thought it was a pretty decent ju dubbing job. Yes, it is a pretty good dubbing job. The dial it, it, where, where the fall apart happens is there in some of the scenes the dialogue goes just <laughs> what? <laughs> they like the smell of a man's shit. Man's uh, uh, oh, excrement. My bad. But there were points where the person actually I think it was probably because there was an emotional Ooh, here's the e here's the evil monologue. I really got to put some, you know, teeth into it. So that's why the professor is a fucking scumbag. So with a little bit more care, this could have been a dark and sinister as fuck movie, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it could have gone either. It could have gone in either direction, either completely exploitative, or completely art housey. It was the blend of the two that made it fail for me. Right. Yeah. Because I was bored a lot of the time. All right. The question I have for you, Brad. I've got the Beast and Heat in this hand, the Gestapo's Life Sword in this hand. You have to watch one. Which hand do you take? I think I'd watch the Beast and Heat because at least I could laugh at that damn film. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, uh, okay. I'm going to agree with you that it's camp nature's saves the film, well, it doesn't save the film, it elevates it above the Gestapo's last orgy. <laughs> this one's just so dark and sinister and dour that, yeah. And boring. I It was boring in places, I'll give you that, but it was also compelling. I was like, the first time I watched it, I was like, okay, I really want to see how this plays out. Where What is the end game? And I thought the ending was actually pretty unexpected. I didn't see that coming. Neither did I. One of the things that I, where, where I'm really disappointed is I really, I really, the person who, who conceived this film to my, to my interpretation is I want to put tits covered in shit on the screen. Right. I want a girl being flambéed alive. I mean, this is where this guy was originally at, but I've got to piece it together with a story. And then the guy actually could write well enough 
that he wrote some really good drama. And, and the then wrote, and the director took it and did his job. And there's where it's like you ruined the really good drama by focusing on titties. Tits covered in shit. Mm -hmm. So what you do is you take the good drama bits from the Gestapo's Last Surge, you take the war bits from the Beast and Heat, and you take them and you combine them into the best of both worlds, and you have a Frankenstein monster that won't be any more coherent than either movie, but is much better. <laughs> <laughs> this director knows his trade. He knows it. I mean, it's very evident that he does. Right. I mean, the one scene that you already commented on with the, the girl and the dark and the light and the music. I mean, the guy knew how to put a scene together. Um, he, The framing, the lighting. Uh, that one candid scene where she's walking through the modern day ruins and the camera's all tilted and it's yeah, yeah, got some stuff in the foreground. Yeah, he, the guy, the guy really, really put, 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 put some... The guy thought out his shots. Right. That is a good saving point to the film. It doesn't necessarily save the film. Exactly. Um, there's one scene that was done really well, and you didn't you didn't touch upon it. And it's at the beginning of the film. Is the guy? They showed the, this guy driving through the countryside, and he pulls over at this one. Oh, the guy with road. And there's a guy doing some yard work or whatever, and the guy pulls over. And the way this scene plays out to me is, is that the driver of the car knows the guy. The guy looks at the cars and he can't make out the driver. So he starts walking towards the car. And then the, the driver, the commandant goes, oh shit, he's coming. He can't see who I am. Floors it and drives away. And the guy finishes walking up to the roadside and he's looking at the car. And he's got this, could that have been... Nah, he didn't really do do that, but I to me that's how I interpreted it. He's like, was that the commandant? Oh, I'm imagining things. Th this movie is clever by about that much, where it does stuff like that. And that. Yeah. So and I'm like, and I'm like, okay, okay. And then it got to the lineup of naked men and naked women, and they kept doing these quick flash shots of... And I have to admit, the guy did a good job of this. All right, it has full frontal nudity of men in this. Right. Okay, which is, for the time frame of the 70s, wow. Um, but it, it, they kept doing this... The, 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 the guy is suddenly realizing, I'm getting an erection from this. Cover my nuts. <laughs> and they did like two or three of these where the quick flash of hand over the nuts and it wasn't no you can't see the, you can't see the my, my, my nuts no it was I'm getting an erection no one can tell no I, this I'm is exciting on, me there I are did points, not pick up on that yeah the cinematographer did a good job he told something without any dialogue simply visually it was like no these German military personnel no sexy woman when they see it Jewish or not? Oh my yeah. God, I've got a boner looking at the Jewish women. We have weaknesses, yes, because because that's funny and yeah. that's human. Yeah, and it and it, it 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 shows the irony of the fact that Hitler was an idiot when it came to the the, the superior race being perfect. No, well, you have all the weaknesses we do. <laughs> well, here's also a comment on the uh, the superior race and and weaknesses and whatnot. Lisa in this movie was blonde. She looked fairly Aryan to my 
She actually was the most German, Germanic, the Aryan. She had an Aryan look. Nobody else did. There was one other thing that I noticed the second time around watching this. So Lisa is in the camp, modern day Lisa is in the camp, and she looks down and she sees the harmonica lying in the grass. And that triggers the flashback to the 1940s. And that's where, when her friend is being thrown under the bus and going, being taken off to the showers, and the, the guard that loves her comes running up. It's like, no, 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 you can't kill her. And the commandant pulls out his gun and calmly blows her away. And he falls and dies right there on the grass. That's the same spot where she found the harmonica. The guy did a great visual telling. There are points where it's just like, yes, but what the hell are you doing here? Back to if they had just cut out the the nasty part of it and yeah. just gone with the pure darkest. Tell fuck. the story exactly. And no titillation. No titillation was necessary, but they. But obviously, whoever was backing this film One was titillation. I'm what new tits and covered in shit. <laughs> I'm turned on by the smell of a man's excrement. So did you like the Gestapo's last order, you Brad? No. There were a few moments I liked, but there were few and far between. I generally thought the movie stank. Alright. No. I can't say anything positive about the film other than production quality. <laughs> All right, I'm going to be the odd man out here. I'm going to be the odd man out. I'm going to say... Let's be absolutely clear about this. It is a reprehensible movie with reprehensible subject matter. However, the production value is much stronger than your usual Nazi exploitation flick. I've seen three or four of them now. So it's got compelling characters, a decent story arc, not necessarily a story. The characters go somewhere. The production value is pretty solid. The director's got a really good eye. It's just a terrible fucking Nazi rape movie. Ian, my friend, mm -hmm. does this movie belong on the video nasty list? Yes. The content is disgusting. It depicts violence, gore, tasteless subject matter to no end. All right. Uh, I think the this movie is really ridiculously dark. And But the problem is it keeps getting undercut from cute things, like the being nibbled to death by gerbils or being, you know. So I don't think it's as dark as it could have been. I still think it deserves to be on the list, but I don't think it's quite as bad as The Beast and Heat. I personally wouldn't ban it because I wouldn't ban anything, but it definitely should be one of those with big warning labels. This is, this is an unpleasant film. We ask your cooperation in helping keep our theaters clean. Please deposit all containers and litter in trash receptacles located in the theater. Thank you. Thank you for joining us as we dissect the Gestapo's last orgy. Be sure to check back in next week with us when we bring you significantly lighter fare, the Ghastly Ones. I know nothing about it other than it's ghastly and it's got one in it. In the meantime, please drop us an email. Our email address is thevideonastyproject at gmail.com. And we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.